0: Hello, and welcome to the Blizzard Watch podcast. I'm uh, Matt Rossi. I'm your host. With me are my two co-hosts. Uh, I'm trying to come up with a better adjective for them because I use fantastic a lot. Um, fabulous, exceptional, terrifying. I mean, you guys figure out what you want to be. But Liz uh, Harper and Joe Perez. Hi, guys. Oh, hey. Hello. So uh, pre-show was kind of a mess because, you know, it's it's getting to that time of the year. It's December 13th already, and everything is like collapsing inward on us and we're like ah oh, god so um yeah a, a lot of news today uh i think it's safe to say that um
1: like i i did a list of things that happened today and it-
0: yeah i thought i thought i had done a comprehensive job on the email and then you came in with that thing and i was like oh my god
1: so much happened just today just today it's like oh ah.
0: so Last week, uh, this one was last week, so we can at least talk about this one first because it, it happened further ago. Um, during the Game Awards, we got the release trailer for Diablo 4. We now know that Diablo 4 will be releasing in June of 2023. Um, we also got to see in the new cinematic that the, our old Palinarius, who hasn't been seen ever, uh, I should point out he's never actually been in a Diablo game. He's, he's from the books. Uh, he, he made his appearance in the new trailer. He clearly still kind of holds a grudge against Lilith, uh, based on his reaction. And the trailer itself is, it's full of the same really kind of like, I don't know how else to put this, but every cinematic they've been releasing for Diablo 4 to me feels like, if you found this in somebody's notebook, you would desperately be trying to get them help. Like, it it definitely feels like the kind of thing that you'd be like, oh, oh, uh, you know, Matt young Matt's feeling negative about himself, I see. Uh, which, you know, that's that's what Diablo has always been, so I'm okay with it. But I did find it like really, what the the woman is walking out on the lava without shoes on, and the army comes up behind her, and they're all absolutely identical, and it's just very, you, you're getting a sense that something is being played up here. Although the the subtext is not actually text yet, it's kind of hard to tell. What did you guys think of it?
1: I mean, it's an astonishingly every time. Diablo does one of these. They're they're astonishing. Try to find some new adjectives, but that's the one that keeps coming to mind.
0: That's what you uh, guys will be. You'll be my astonishing calls. Sorry, right, cool. <laughs> I,
1: they're horrifying, but they're also just beautifully put together.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm
2: super here for it. Like it was absolutely uh, just gorgeous. It was it was exceptionally pretty to just like experience. I really liked the lore implications of it because that's who I am. Uh, uh, You know, it's, it's our, it's our brand. We are definitely on that brand. Um, But I was super excited about it. I was super happy to see uh, what looks like another paladin order. I was super happy to see an I like the way that Lilith seems to be being portrayed up front. Um, It's not as haughty as it was in the books, at least from what we can see so far. Um, Definitely imperious, but definitely not haughty. Um, so I'm, I'm here for it. Like, I'm just excited. Like it it got me, it, it got me up in that, that, that mind space of, yeah, I really cannot wait for Diablo four to release now.
0: Yeah. I, I want to know what this stuff means. I want yes. to know what the implications are. How long has Anarius been free? Like, did he get out during the dark exile? Like how long has he been out? He says he's returned to hell. When did he leave hell? Cause the last time he was in hell was the end of the sin war where Mephisto took him. You know, it's was, been a while, but like Mephisto then got exiled along with uh, Baal and Diablo as part of their plan to, to turn Sanctuary into a base to attack Heaven. Did did he leave? Did he escape then? How? Because if that if that's the case, if he got out then he might very well have helped found the Zaka Room, mm-hmm. and that's that's an interesting thing
2: especially cuz we're we're relatively confident that those were the room, or at least an offshoot of it that was yeah, absolutely. That, that was that zealous that zealous order um for little well, they, spoilers
0: they have the room symbol right on their shields they it's do just right there
2: and, and spoilers for anybody who uh didn't listen to Watch, you should go listen to lorewatch um like there is an unknown angel that was just referred to as essentially the the word that the humans used for angel uh, that showed up and founded that particular faith and set them on their path. We don't know. Oh, uh, the words,
0: the name is Yarius.
2: Yarius. Yeah. Uh, we don't know when that was right. It could have been eons ago. It could have been a long time coming, um, but we
0: know, we know when it was because we know that it was during the realm of during the time that Akara was alive. The thing is, is that because of the sin war and because of what happened to, to Olysian, the, the existence of Akarat and and the creation of the Zakarum might not have originally happened before Odyssean basically wiped himself out of existence. He changed history because he wasn't in it. He removed himself from history and in the process altered it. So that's something to consider. And yeah, we're, we're going way, way... We're going to have to move on and talk about other things. But yeah, <laughs> Diablo 4, That's we. it's coming out in the middle of next year. Uh, set your calendar i'm i'm thinking it's going to be pretty interesting all told uh but another thing we could kind of talk about is uh world of warcraft Dragonflight because i don't know if you guys know this but today was the start of season one i want to say season two which is ridiculous it's season one um there is a lot going on season
1: two season two did just start in overwatch so it's like everything happens at once and then your brain gets all muddled
0: Uh, i don't think my brain needs anything to happen to be muddled but regardless (laughs) uh some of the things that are going on. I'm going to talk about one of them first because I'm not. I don't even understand what what the Trading Post is. So I'm going to mention the Trading Post. There, it isn't actually out yet, but they made a post announcing that the Trading Post is coming. And to my admittedly jaundiced eyes, the Trading Post looks a lot like a kind of weird version of the Battle Pass, where you do various things on a monthly timer, and they grant cosmetic rewards. Like I think I think the picture for the post that they put up was one of the rewards was the, the, the glittering horsey mount. Uh, I can't remember its name, but you guys remember it. Sparkle the Pony. First Pony. Celestial Steed. Yeah, Spark-
1: Steed. Yes. Yeah. Celestial mm-hmm. Steed. So, Celestial Steed. Yeah. Technically.
0: But I think Sparkle Pony is in fact, it's um, honest.
2: <laughs> if not, oh. I partition it to become its new name permanently,
0: but regardless. Uh, so I'm not sure. Like is this going to be compelling, is this going to be something people do? I, I find myself wondering because it does kind of have the 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 whiff of a battle pass but it doesn't have any kind of in-game currency r- attached to it and you don't have to pay for anything from it so I'm you not 100%. don't have
1: to you don't have to pay anything but it does have an in-game currency attached because of course it does
0: oh but isn't that the one that gets the cut co- you get the cosmetics with that currency right
1: yes. Yes. Okay. Um, all you can do is buy these cosmetics with it. And it's kind of a limited thing. Every month you are going to get 500 of the currency. You're just going to get it. They're just going to give it to you to buy whatever cosmetics you want to buy. And you can also earn 500 more currency through various events. Maybe PvP, maybe World quests. Like it sounds like they might mix it up, but you can only earn a max of 500 currency. So you get 500 currency. And then you can earn 500 more currency if you feel like doing it. But it it sounds like because there's a mix of things that will earn it for you, it's not going to be a big headache to earn the currency. And also, you're not going to feel compelled to, like, grind it for months and months because there's a limit to how much you can earn. There's a hard limit there. So I think it's just it's kind of a nice perk. It's a little it's a little weird. It does remind me a bit about a, of a Battle Pass, but it doesn't seem like a bad addition to the game, certainly.
0: It, it doesn't have the kind of stuff that really bugged me about Diablo Immortals Battle Pass. Like the, you know, you need frozen orbs. Give us $20. <laughs> give me another $50 and I'll give you even more frozen orb. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like, you know, at least the currency is something that you can just get and you can get through playing the game. And there's no... Like, you know, buy now button flashing anywhere. So, yeah.
2: I mean, listen, if it gives me an excuse to get a fancier smock for my uh, jewel crafting outfit, because I like the fact that it automatically switches me into my cool uh, uh, jewel crafting bib whenever I go to the table, I'm okay with this. Like, I will I will probably participate for that alone.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, World of Warcraft, if we want to get a bunch of people from Azeroth to do anything, you know, say, hey, we got a pet. I will fight the Lich King for that pet. Yeah, yeah she will. We
1: know. You know, a pet, a silly hat, anything like that. A duck.
2: Oh, God, if there's a duck involved, I I, <laughs> I, make no promises for my uh civility. See, I've already got a duck.
0: I got a duck I wear on my head all the time. But, you know, maybe if there was like a duck, a duck. Well, no, actually, I have a duck battle pet, too. There is a duck battle pet uh, you can get. So They just need to add another duck of some kind, like, like a, a shoulder duck. <laughs> now we can have you can have head duck, shoulder duck, uh, battle pet puck duck, and if you are a hunter, you can then tame a puck. A du- I keep saying puck because I'm cat puck, <laughs> but you can tame a duck, and then you can have four ducks, five ducks, because you can have two pets with the right spec. So you can actually have five ducks on you at all times. At this point, you're, you're kind of turning into Scrooge McDuck yourself. <laughs> there's you've got Donald, you've got Huey, Dewey, Louie. I can't remember the girl's name, and that feels makes me, makes me feel bad. Not Daisy, uh, the, the little girl one, but you could always have Daisy. Yeah. There's Daisy Duck, sure. Yeah, you can do that. Abigail. Thank you. Abigail.
2: It took me a minute. Or Webigail, uh, Webigail, yeah. something like that. Web- it
0: was tails It's actually pretty good, uh, but that's got nothing to do with anything. Let's move on to more actual stuff. Um, the world bosses are now live in the game. Um, according to uh, our site, which is what I checked, it's Basarakon, the Shale Wing, to this week. Um, Also, something I didn't know until I noticed that everyone was posting about it, unlike previous expansions, this week, uh, the Vault of the Incarnates launches for Normal, Heroic, and Mythic this week.
2: Yeah. So they're
0: not doing that thing where next week is Mythic. They're just straight up, it's all open now. If you want to jump into Mythic immediately, go for it. If you want to do like a run through Normal and a run through Heroic to get better gear before you jump into Mythic, you can do that too. Um, So yeah. That's kind of fan- fascinating to me. Uh, Liz, I know you're, you aren't are you like streaming part of this?
1: Uh, I'm going to be doing some casting for BDG- BDGG. Wow, I need to learn to say that name, I guess. Uh, but yes, today, all of the guilds, like every guild has been doing normal and heroic uh, Vault of the Incarnates. And uh, there have been very few steps into mythic by anyone because everyone is trying to gear up there's a lot usually you have a week to do your heroic splits your normal splits to collect tier gear to do another round of mythic to just get all geared up and now no one's had that and no one seems to want to dive into mythic i still don't think we've had a mythic uh i still don't think we've had anyone get the first kill for mythic
2: yeah I'm- um, I'm interested in that, by the way, because I want to I'm very curious what the power creep is like from heroic to mythic, because on dungeons, at least the unlike Shadowlands and uh, previous expansions jumping from heroic to like mythic zero wasn't it didn't feel like that large of a gulf as it usually was. I'm curious how it feels going from heroic to uh, to mythic on the raiding side of things. Like if if it's that much of a jump up because like we were talking about it a little bit in, in, or at least I was catching up on the chat that was happening in Guild Discord. It doesn't really seem like they added a whole lot of stuff
0: between the difficulties
2: uh, versus some of the other past bosses we've seen.
0: Well, um, but one of the things is that they just introduced today uh, the new Mythic keyword as well. That's the Thundering one, I believe that's new for today.
1: Yeah, they just rolled out. Well, that's Dungeons, it's Season one right. started today. Yeah, for Mythic Plus dungeons.
0: So if you're going from a Mythic, if you're going from Heroic dungeons to Mythic dungeons, and it hasn't felt particularly hard, at least now you know that they've got the Thundering affix added in. It's the special word. Well, like I say, when I ever say that, I always feel like that's. you guys remember PB's Playhouse? I always feel like you know the affixes are the special the words word of the day. Yeah. Yeah.
2: The the only thing is is those don't exist in Mythic Zero. Those are Mythic Pluses. So keys.
0: Yeah, I know, but I'm, I'm saying, specifying like, for those. Out at, of zero.
2: Yeah, I'm specifying for those at home. That's all.
0: But in addition to that, um, in addition, to, like, we've got the Primal Storms event, which is kind of similar to the Primal Storms event that we saw that before Dragon Blight, uh, Dragon Blight, Dragon Dragonflight went live. <laughs> um, so if you remember that, it's like that, but now it's in various zones in, in the Dragon Isles. I think right now on my server, it's the Waking Shore. Um, appears to have one i don't i didn't see one in any other zone but that doesn't mean there aren't others um but it's basically uh it's similar to that event and including the fact that you can get items item level 359 gear which is about the same as running a heroic so you could theoretically just do the uh the primal storms events and get gear on par with heroic dungeons to make going into uh, mythic zero and normal raiding a little bit easier uh, or you could be like me, and you were busy all day, so you didn't do any of that. So if you do go to the raid tonight with your guild, you will be severely under geared. Uh, but you know, hey, um, I'm actually thinking of just waiting a week because you know I don't want to, I don't want to be the guy there who's literally not pulling his weight. But uh, yeah, you guys are raiding tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, so
1: I'm usually the one not pulling my weight. So.
0: Oh. Yeah, I, no. Mm. I,
2: we can we have I, this argument. I, I love having you best. in guilt.
0: All I'm going to say is if you guys uh-huh. want somebody to yeah. show you just how bad somebody can play the game, uh-huh. I will be online and you can invite me with the new system that's been placed for this expansion. You can bring my Draenei to your Horde raid and then you'll get to see some really bad play. That's it's going to be a race. It's world first race to the bottom, guys.
2: We already have a floor tank, Matt.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, I don't tank anymore, man. <laughs> I, I can't you. see.
2: I mean, floor floor tank is what we call the person that dies first and then stays on the the floor for the entire, uh...
0: Oh, yeah, I can do that for you. No problem. (laughs) I'll be be so much better at that than anybody you've got. You've no idea. But, yeah, so that's happening. Um, I'm really interested to see, like, how the fights go over, Uh, both narratively and otherwise. Like, I'm I'm curious, Razageth being the first boss of the first raid, it feels to me like there's no way Razageth can end up dead at the end of this.
2: Um... They've already sort of spoiled that, and I know that we, we, we probably shouldn't talk about that yet because it literally just got spoiled today. Um, but, like, there, there is a well, cinematic, the- and it advances the story.
1: Yeah, the content got released today, so the cinematic is in the content, This raid-ending cinematic, which, uh, go run the raid or go over to Wowhead and check out that cinematic if you want to know.
2: Yeah, I'm not going to spoil anything here.
0: Okay, I haven't seen it yet, so I can't spoil it. Sorry, I had to stand up, and so the button that I pushed to talk is further away than usual, because I don't <laughs> want my, my legs to get dead. So you guys are just sitting there, they're probably waiting for me to talk, and I'm like, oh, now i got to reach down and push the button. So yeah, uh, that's why I wasn't talking then.
1: So yeah, what, what have we not mentioned yet? There's so much going on, oh my god.
2: Twitch
0: drops.
1: Well, yeah. and, oh. and so much that just started today.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm going to let Joe talk about Twitch drops, because he mentioned it. <laughs>
2: Uh, There are more Twitch drops that are live uh, on various channels that are participating in them. I believe the current one is the uh, Eternal Purple Joyous uh, Rocket (laughs) thing. Perpetual Purple Firework, I think, is the actual name of it. Um, But it is essentially something that existed in the card game back in ye olden days um, that you could only purchase with upper deck points. Uh, which when that got purchased from Upper Deck by Cryptozoic back in the day, uh, it stopped becoming available. There's also a a slew of Tabards that you can only get that way. I have them all because I'm a a horrible, horrible addict uh, when it comes to stuff like that. Um, But now you can get it by watching uh, so many hours of your uh, participating Twitch streamers, uh, and it'll be just like the mounts and everything else that is already released. And you can have yourself a little piece of... Uh, I would, you know, what at this point I would call it wow history because that was sort of a monumentous occasion where an MMO got its own TCG, and that TCG had loot that crossed both from the game in uh, the from the tabletop game to the virtual uh, video game because that had not been done before, not really.
0: What uh, aren't there also um, future drops coming in? Like I, I thought the Ichabod toy was coming in. Did, did you mention no, that?
1: No, it's already gone. Ichabod's oh, okay. gone. Ichabod was last year. Yeah, if you didn't get Ichabod, he, or the Swift, uh, there was a mount, which, whose Swift, name I'm forgetting. Swift Windsteed. But you are, I'm afraid you are too late on those drops right now, is only this firework toy, and it is only from watching world-first streams. You have to watch four hours. Or, you know, have them on in the background and ignore them, if that's your personal preference.
0: Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> I, I have stuff, I don't ignore things in the background, but I tend to have things in the background so I can, I don't know, it's, it, I think it's an ADHD thing. I just like to disassociate a bit and just let the thing go on in the background. Uh, but isn't Overwatch also doing them?
1: Uh, Overwatch oh. has some drops this week as well, and uh, that's actually all I know about Overwatch drops.
0: I, I knew that they were happening during the time that Ramatra was being tested or something. Like Ramatra's This is out now and they were also doing drops, but I don't know what they are. Um, sorry, guys, I should, I should have been able to find that out. And it's my bad that I couldn't, um, hmm, I'm feeling really bad that I, that the think not available. Uh, but also we should mention briefly the, uh, both Hearthstone and World of Warcraft get the feast of Wintervale and overwatch two gets its winter wonderland holiday. Uh, I think the winter, the, the winter wonderland holiday is out already. Am I correct in this? Yes. Uh... Winter
1: wonderland is live. It's live right now in overwatch.
2: Yeah, and sixteenth is for the feast of Winterveils,
0: right? Yeah, the sixteenth is for the feast yes. of Wintervale And wow, uh, there's a wintervale in Hearthstone that's on December twenty first. Um, also- but the the
1: Hearth the Hearthstone one is a little weird because they started a couple of holiday things immediately. There's a battle, another Battleground Bash with holiday themed things. I'm really not a fan of the Battleground Bashes. It's basically pay us ten dollars. And then play the game a bunch to get random cosmetics, and I don't think that's super fun or necessarily worth ten dollars.
0: One or one or the but, other uh, side, you can you can have me pay you for them, or you can have <laughs> me do stuff for them. But you can't have me pay you to get to do stuff for them. That's but, that's another step. Yeah.
2: They they're trying to make fetch happen, and by fetch I mean battle passes.
1: <laughs> well, that, if you if you want to talk about battle passes, if you count the battleground bash as a battle pass. It would be Hearthstone's third battle pass, because there's already a battle pass for the standard game, there's a battle pass for battlegrounds, and now there are also these battleground bashes. And it's just, it's kind of a so number of things going on. Uh, but that is live today. And also they have kind of a winter holiday, winter veil kind of card giveaway, which... It's like it's weird. They announced Winter Vale starting on the twenty first, and then they're like, "Oh yeah, also we have all this other winter stuff that's starting right now." It's like, don't don't give me more dates to hold in my head. I can't hold all of these things. Why can't it just Winter Vale now? (laughs) Exactly, exactly. I can't keep up with all of these things. Give me, give me time. Give me things all at once, so I don't have to think about it.
0: At least the card Um, pack thing is literally you just log on and get them. Like you just, well, it's yeah. a, it's
1: a little it's a little more than log on and get them, but it's pretty much they're giving away free card packs to anyone who uh, who logs on right now. There are ten card packs, uh, two from each of the most recent expansions, except the one that just came out. There's no March of the Lich King cards, but you get two Murder at Castle Nathria packs, two Voyage to the Sunken City packs, two Fractured in Alterac Valley packs. Uh, packs two united in Stormwind packs and two forged of the barons packs mm, that's a pretty good number of cards so and you don't have to do much for them just hop onto the game go into the store and look for the a holiday special bundle it will be marked as free you just need to go in and purchase it in the store but it's free so just go in and grab it so yeah
0: that's that's the way it's for the future guys don't do battle passes just give us stuff um
1: I definitely prefer that.
0: Well, Speaking of, Wrath Classic is bringing back the Joyous Journey uh, 50% XP buff deal. It's from today, right now, until January 16th, I believe. Um, and what yeah. that means is it's basically exactly what they did before Wrath Classic actually came out, only this time it goes straight up to level 80. So if you've got a character you want to get up to level 80 for Wrath Classic, maybe you want to switch mains, maybe you want to get some alts leveled, uh, maybe you're finally going to make that Death Knight you keep telling yourself you're going to make, and you're like, yeah, I can make a Death Knight, and I can get that mount, and then you remember that the mount expired on the 28th of November, and so you can't get the mount. Then you feel a little bad, but then you level your Death Knight anyway, because it's it's 50% bonus XP from everything up to level 80, which is probably the best deal on XP you're going to get in Wrath Classic anytime soon. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, that's and that's free. You don't have to pay anything for it, and you can turn it off if you, <laughs> if you decide, I'd rather leveling take longer and be harder to do, which, which you can. That's you. That's up to you there. If you decide that, you can go to any innkeeper in any of the capital cities and Dalaran. So Stormwind, Orgrimmar, Ironforge, Undercity, uh, Darnassus, Thunderbluff, and Dalaran. Uh, probably the the Quel'Thalas and uh, the Exodar as well, but I don't remember if those count as actual faction capital cities or not. But regardless, um, yeah, you can go to pretty much any of them and you can just talk to any innkeeper and be like, yeah, turn my XP bo- bonus off because I want this to be hard and and they'll let you. They're like, okay, you're a masochist, whatever. Uh, but yeah, so that's, that's happening.
1: One, one thing I wonder about this is we were speculating that uh, Wrath Classic phase two might be starting in late January. So I wonder if this is kind of indicative of a start date for phase two, if they're giving us this to help us get leveled up to go into Ulduar.
0: I does feel like that's got to be related because it's going straight up to January 16th, which is, you know,
1: it's, it's interesting. That's a a solid
0: month. It's a month of doing it. And it's like the timing is interesting because why give people bonus XP now? Unless you want them to, to like get a chance to make whatever changes they want or bring any characters up or to get your friends to play because now old war's coming out and your friend who loved Old you're like, you know, hey Joe, you know we loved Old War and Joe's here going, Mad, I know that, I work for this site. And I'm like, Come on, Joe, it's for rhetorical device for this podcast. Just let me go with it. And he's like, I refuse to participate in this. But regardless
2: That's me. I'm a yeah. I'm a Debbie Downer.
0: <laughs> well, no, it's actually me who's the Debbie Downer. So when I, when I emulate you anyway, but so there's, there's that. That's cool. That's interesting. The thing I didn't know about at all uh, until I saw it in our work thing, actually. Diablo 2 is getting the 22 nights of terror event. Do we know? Is that now? Is that out now?
1: It's out now. It's they yeah. announced it today and it's live today. So
0: yeah. Tell us about yeah. this one. Cause I missed this one.
1: I, I don't know anything about it. <laughs>
0: Me neither. Okay.
1: Um, I've I've been a really bad job
0: player. So I've been playing a lot of that one.
1: The the thing is, they, I mean, they announced it today and uh, I put it in the queue for someone to write it today, but all of this happened today when a hundred other things happened today.
2: So I can talk about this a little bit if that will you know be helpful. Please do, <laughs> yes. please
1: please do.
0: Uh,
2: so the entire idea of it is that for from December thirteenth through Jan- January, I want to say fourth. I think that's twenty two days. Uh, basically, the world of Sanctuary is being uh, steeped in demonic magic, uh, and uh, basically there's new gameplay via the in game message of the day. That will last for 24 hours. So it's every night something new happens, whether it's powerful loot, uh, different new creatures or modifiers on elites uh, and like different events that are going to occur uh, that you used to be able to see like it harkens back to the older days of Diablo 2 where if you, uh, Blizzard, if you don't listen to this part, uh, used to run private network games of it. And you can modify it back in the day where you could actually have somebody take on the role almost like a GM and modify elites and do stuff in real time to spawn special events and things like that. And then on top of doing that, you have extra loot that might be more powerful. Um, it might be worth, you know, 10 Staff of Jordans. You never know. Uh, so it's an interesting way to sort of try to spice it up a little bit and give it something almost akin to uh, daily versions of adventure mode from Diablo 3 in Diablo 2.
0: It reminds me of Terror Zones that they put in.
2: Very similar.
0: Yeah. But instead of it being a zone, it's just the whole world.
2: And and it will yeah. work in every every Diablo 2 online game mode except for classic Diablo 2.
0: Yeah, I would imagine. Because well, Classic Diablo 2 is literally just the original game. Correct. So. But yeah, that's pretty cool. And that's something I would have I'm sorry I didn't hear about because man, that that's that's something I'd find really interesting. Uh but I mean yeah. it's
1: it's lasting through January. You still have time.
0: Yeah. Uh also we should mention the the LFR for the Vault of the Incarnates opens on the nineteenth of December. Um the future wings are yeah. on January second and I think January 16th uh
1: you're correct you're correct i type out that
0: i'm just glad i was i was trying to figure it out but yeah so that's happening uh i i'm i like lfr so i'm glad that they're gonna have it i kind of wish they didn't they'd opened wing one the same time as everything else i don't get why lfr players have to wait an extra week to, to get to do it but
2: i am also really curious about that like why why is that a thing now
0: It's been a thing this whole time, but usually it was Mythic and LFR that opened a week later.
2: Right. But now
0: now they put Mythic in in with everything else, but they kept LFR on the the staggered release thing, and they kept it it a week late.
1: It's always been like uh, normal and heroic, and then Mythic, and then LFR. So LFR really, really lagged behind. And sometimes LFR was a couple of weeks after Mythic, and they wait a couple of weeks between each LFR wing. This actually feels to me like a slightly accelerated LFR timeline, but it's still, you still have to wait a really long time to run the whole thing in LFR.
0: Yeah. And and that's just, you know, I get that they're doing that. They have done it before. They'll likely do it again. But I feel like if you're going to release everything else on the same day, you could at least put the first wing of LFR up at the same day, you know, at least let, let people who run LFR primarily at least get a week of, of loot. You know, there's no reason they shouldn't get anything But regardless, yeah, that's that's What's going on with that So if you are the kind of person who is Curious about that, that is when that has happened um, Talked about the primal storms Talked about the training posts Talked about the race for world first uh, Yeah, we talked about that Yeah, yeah. I, at this point, I think we have actually Covered the news uh, And it only took us wow. 30 minutes How
1: did that happen? <laughs> I think we
0: just really ran Efficiency, um, yeah there was no efficiency. It's No, us. no, it's us. <laughs> but regardless, um, yeah, uh, that covers pretty much everything. So we're going to move on and actually talk about oh. uh, the emails. Oh, Joe's got something. Joe's I was going to say real,
2: real quick for chat and for those listening to him, I understand that LFR and Mythic always released at the same time in the past. My statement was more, I don't understand why it's still a delayed thing. Just for clarification's sake. All right, now we can move on.
0: <laughs> okay, uh, so yeah, we're going to. We've got, uh, I don't think we actually have any emails this week. Nobody sent us any emails. This, this is sad, Matt looking at you now, guys, sad, Matt, but we do still have three questions from our discord. And one question from the last week uh, when we were doing our 400th anniversary that we didn't get to. And I felt like, you know, it was, they were nice enough to ask us a question for the 400th, uh, 400th episode. I keep saying 400th anniversary. Cause it does feel like we've been doing this for 400 years. Liz's <laughs> thing about 80 years ago. Yeah. She's, she's not wrong. Eighty years a year from now on, yeah, absolutely, it feels that way. But so, if you've it's got a, a question, while, yeah, if you've got a question, uh, first off, you can email it to us, and please do. I like emails. Come on, don't don't just send in emails for lore watch. We can talk about lore on this show too, you know. Uh, just you know, Liz is getting into lore now. She actually cares about some of it. We can wean her forward. It's, it starts with that's, handsome wizard That's wizards. a
1: mistake. It's a mistake I, for a you mistake, caring it? It's a mistake to care about lore because it only leads to disappointment. I'm going to hit this point where I'm like reading, I'm like really getting into the lore, and then something stupid is going to happen, and I'm just going to be annoyed by it.
0: Look, and we're, gonna, we're not going to have a. We're not going to have a boys annoyed. trip. We're not having any boys trips <laughs> to the Dragon Isles. It's
1: how? How do you know? I didn't expect to have a boys trip to Draenor, but there you go.
0: Well, to be fair, there were women there. They were just being treated horribly because you know. <laughs> that's,
1: anyway, that's kind of the story of that's kind of the story of classic Warcraft.
0: Yeah, but okay. Um, so, if you don't want to send us an email, which you could do at podcast at subject line podcast or Blizzard Watch. So we know it's for this show. Um, you can you also go to our Discord where we've got two channels, uh, one for our patrons because you guys pay the bills and and that help we like that helps us keep doing this. So you can go to the the patron Q and podcast questions channel, but we understand that not everybody can be a patron. So for you who are supporting us in other ways, like telling people to listen to our shows, uh, hanging out and chatting with us and otherwise being cool folks, uh, you can go to the uh, Q and podcast questions channel and ask a question there. Um, We've done this various ways in the past. Uh, This time I'm just going to, yeah, I'm just going to say, Liz, you go ahead and read the first one.
1: Okay. From Shadana, Shadana. I maybe got that right. I'm Sh- sorry if I didn't.
2: Uh, Shadana. Sh-
1: Shadina. Okay. What in-game thing gives you more anxiety than it should for characters you know are digital and either disappear when you log out or are unfeeling? Example, I loved seeing the off-duty defender in the mages rest in the Azure Span because it gives me hope that those portal-generating mages all over Azeroth and Outland and Draenor and even the afterlife get some break time. It bothers me to imagine they're stuck there just generating a portal all the time. I was not previously worried about that, but now I am. I'm, I'm a little concerned. Do we have, like... I, the like unionization in azeroth and should we because that's kind of that would be wrong if we're just having these people stand there oh thank you for the anxiety Shad. <laughs> <laughs> but, but do you have
0: another one besides the one shad just gave you
1: <laughs> um i will say there there are some quests that i just can't not do i've had this one very recently with uh going up to the ruby life shrine and I'm walking around minding my business. Oh, I've got something to do. I need to get profession stuff done. I'm going to go over here. And then I walk past Lily Straza. Y'all, y'all know what I'm getting at. I walk Mm -hmm. past Lily Straza, which is a sad little dragon. whelp. if you haven't done Lily Straza's quest, you are heartless. And that's very sad. Um, I walk past Lily Straza and I'm like, yeah, I've got to go, got to go do this thing. Gotta go do whatever I'm here for. And I'm like, I'm gonna I'm gonna focus, gonna do this thing. And then like you hear Lily Straza crying behind you. And I always turn around and go back. And I have to do the whole quest. And uh yeah, yeah. Things like that really slow down my gameplay because I can't leave these NPCs alone. I've also been wondering. You, you know, the NPC in the, in the waking shores, the one that like greets you when you come there, mm-hmm. I'm forgetting their name.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I know about her.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, she's I was all, so I love great. this
0: character and I wish this character would stick around for a while and you were both don't get attached.
1: <laughs> she's really great. She greets you when you first arrive and I adore her. And now I'm kind of thinking, well, maybe if I just on my alts, if I just don't play this campaign through to the end, maybe if I just never play through the waking shores, maybe she'll be okay and everything will be fine. I don't, I don't think that's how it works, but it would be nice. I, uh, it would be nice.
0: Joe,
2: there is one quest and I'm going to channel my, my inner raids here for a moment. Um, that breaks my heart even though i know that it's just a digital like creations that that th- just exists for the whim of the game uh there's an npc that some of you might be familiar with and his name is grimclaw uh and there's a whole quest called a lost master it's a level 20 quest from and Darkshore back in the day uh where you wind up going and helping grimclaw find out what happened to uh their lost master. It is one of the saddest uh, quests because like Grimclaw just doesn't understand what's going on. Grimclaw is just a polar bear. Grimclaw just wants to hang out with its master. It doesn't understand why master isn't responding. It's worried. And it's one of those, like, I, I know like, like I, Liz is going to yelling at me, like silently screaming. I can, I can feel it. Uh, But it's one of those things where like, you know how it's going to end. You know what the end point is. And like you, for me, like I still do that quest and I will always do that quest whenever I can, whether I have to go in the classic and do it or whatever, it's, it's just heart wrenching. And it gives me anxiety in like, not, not maybe in the same way, but it's like, even though I know where it's going to go, it's like, I feel so bad for this, this polar bear. Right. I, I am so bad. It's like, feel so sad for it. So like, and there there are a bunch of quests that like just hit you right in the feels. Um, most recently, uh, we talked about one, and I, hopefully I'm not stealing any of Matt's thunder, but like, just in Dragonflight, there's a quest with Veristras, and in dwarf form, you just sit and talk with a dwarf, a dragon, and dwarf form. And it, again, the only way that the developers could have made that quest hit any any harder, and I'm trying really hard not to swear. Uh, would be if they had gotten somebody to voice act it. And I'm convinced it is entirely why they didn't have somebody do the voice acting because it's just such a, a somber moment and it's written so well and you just can't help but like feel in that moment for them. And I've done that quest three times now on different characters and I still sit and listen every single time.
0: For me, it's a little different because I, I, these are all good moments you're talking about. Um, they, they they have emotional impact and heft and all that. But they don't make me anxious. You want to know what makes me anxious? Going, I'm going to go all the way back to the first time I played Horde. Back around, I want to say 2006. When I when I finally made my Horde character. And I played my Horde character up to like, you know, I think at the time it, this was still original. Wow, so uh, level 60. I remember going to the Barrens with my wife who was on a hunter that she had made. And I was on a warrior because, you know, it's me. Um, And when we got there, we immediately got these quests, like go get us so many zebra horn hooves. Uh, Go get us so many uh, beaks. And as we're doing the quests, I keep killing zebra over and over and over again. And they're not dropping hooves. I'm like, how hard am I hitting these zebra that all four of the hooves on this animal that it was literally just using to attack me are gone. Like, am I destroying its hooves with one mighty blow? What's happening to the hooves? And then I remembered going to Westfall the year before, and they send you out to get the materials for a pie, things like boar hearts and, and, and vulture gizzards. And I'm like, did every single, like one in 10 boars, if that dropped a heart, like what? I, it's just not feasible that I was destroying nine out of 10 hearts. Like I knew why I was there. Wouldn't I not stab them in the heart? Just, I don't know. I, I, this makes me really anxious. It's like, are these animals actually devoid of these body parts? Are there like, is there an epidemic of really weird, twisted, malformed animals on Azeroth? And if so, why are you eating them? Like, you don't know what made this thing not have a heart or why it's still moving without a heart. I would think on Azeroth, a world that actually has undead things, you'd be really leery about eating an animal that did not have a heart. That, that's just me. I feel strange that way. Regardless, those kind of quests to this day cause in me, I don't know what it is. It's like it's like full on like this is impossible. They have to have a heart. It ca- it it must have a heart. Why doesn't it have one? It they freak me out. So yeah, that makes me super anxious. But I now think that that's the answers and these two both got really quiet. So I'm feeling like they're judging me, but you know, Hey, go ahead. I
2: I was just waiting for the go ahead to move on to the next one. (laughs) Yeah. You're you're kind of the wrangler of the show.
1: It's just that Joe brought up Grimclaw and whenever (laughs) anyone brings up Grimclaw, I have to break out in tears. Thanks Joe. Grimclaw
0: One is pretty sad, but uh, regardless, Joe will now read the second question. I think.
2: I, I believe I will as uh, as well, I think. Uh, will we see a new Azeroth not connected to the Cataclysm storyline in the near future? Honestly, I'm less concerned about the Enormous Sword in Azeroth than I am about the Cataclysm story and Deathwing, Fire still burning for 12 years. With this new blizzard, do you think we will get closure, continuation, and or conclusions to story, like the burning of Teldrassil, Gilneas City, Sargeras' Sword, etc.? As always, thanks for the podcast, and this is from our friend Starhammer. Uh, maybe. There are a couple different combating thoughts here, and maybe I I I might not go where you intended, but I'm going to go two different places here. One, I often posited that one of the cool things that WoW Classic could have done if it was going to turn into a full its own development cycle is never have Cataclysm. To start developing things from like an alternate universe world where Cataclysm never happens, Deathwing never returns. Um, the world isn't sundered and see what happens after that. One of my favorite comic book series as a kid was always the What If comic book series. I always loved it because it was different takes on things. It was uh, different ways of looking at some of the classic heroes that I grew up with, and maybe not necessarily things that needed to be their own uh, long-term thing but in this particular case i wouldn't mind seeing a what if that sort of spins off into one direction and gives us a world in which cataclysm just never occurred where thrall never took or took that step in uh and became uh the the stand-in for uh the the aspect of earth um you know and i would always be fascinated by that do i think it'll ever happen that particular thing probably not The other side of the coin is I think we are already moving towards closure on things while we are dealing with what is now currently like a multi thousand year old wound as far as it is with the dragon, uh, the dragon aspects, the dragon flights and the, the sort of like primal dragons, these primal elemental dragons and the Titans and everything that sort of goes with that and the ordering of Azeroth and why this is potentially a problem. That in and of itself is sort of a journey of closure, right? It's, it's something where we're taking things that were, I don't want to say like major, major wounds during the time of tear and the watchers. uh, But like, I don't really know a better way to say it. Like they were major events, right? They had gravity to them, but we never really dealt with them. And, you know, the aspects never dealt with them and now we're dealing with them. And I think it sort of has the potential to set the precedent of. Moving towards points of closure on a lot of other things, like you mentioned the uh, these fires from Deathwing still burning for twelve years. Maybe we cut away to a world where you know now with phasing technology and everything else that maybe those fires are turned out or are, are, are turned off. They're they're put out and uh, new growth is starting to to form where the ash and barren land once was, because that's what happens after uh, fires of of that sort of magnitude. Uh, vegetation dies, turns to ash and seeds the ground with uh, rich nutrients that breeds new life. Maybe we, we see Azeroth start to heal a little bit more. Maybe we see uh Teldrassil reborn. Maybe we see what we don't know what's going to happen with this expansion. We already have some hints that there might be something to do with that seed and what they do with it and what that means. Um, but I'd like to see, maybe see the rebuilding and cleansing of Gilneas city. Uh, the sword of Sargeras may be dealing with that and getting it out of the planet. Sure, maybe that's the thing, but I think we're in a position where we're going to start doing little bits of closure as we move along. It'll be parts of the story, maybe not the main story, but we'll get little pieces of it here and there. And I've talked a lot, so I'm going to shut up now. Liz?
1: I mean, I'd like to see closure for a lot of these stories. I continue to feel like we need a whole expansion where we just hang out on Azeroth and fix things we have broken. Maybe we go to Pandaria, and we rebuild the Jade Serpent statue. (laughs) Because it feels like over the course of World of Warcraft, we have wrecked a lot of things. And there were a lot of things wrecked before World of Warcraft even started. There were a lot of bad things that had already previously happened before any of us had actually even gotten here. And I, you know, I do feel bad. Going back to the question about anxiety, it's like, I feel, ah, I worry about these things. I worry that Gilneas is just, like, this, uh, is just this destroyed, plague-ridden city. Uh, Lordaeron has been completely wrecked for the second time now. Uh, Silvermoon has, still has damage from the Scourge attack, which was, what, 40 years ago? 30 years ago? And it's, yeah. Why can't we just... I I would just feel better. I would feel better in my heart if we had a chance to repair things. Or even if in the background things got better because there are NPCs there who are working on these things while we're off having adventures. But no, we just, bad things happen and they never get fixed. And yeah, I didn't even, I didn't even bring up the big one, which is Teldrassil. What are we doing about this? We have night elf refugees everywhere and We need to do something, but we're just, uh, we're hanging out with dragons. I'm enjoying hanging out with the dragons, but it's like, we got to fix some of these things we've broken too. And I, I wish we got those stories. I don't know if we're ever going to get those stories because like a story where you're going back to, uh, if I'm going back to Silvermoon, if my blood elf goes back to Silvermoon and I'm like, I'm going to rebuild this city wall. That's not, that's not exciting, (laughs) but, uh, you know, I really, I really wish we could go back and fix some of these things.
0: Well, I mean, we do know that some stuff is going on with some of those, but I'll be up front. I don't think we're ever going to get a post-Cataclysm WoW. And the reason I don't think we're ever going to get a post-Cataclysm WoW is Cataclysm WoW. Uh, When they did that, when they created the Cataclysm world, it created the situation where we finally had to come out with WoW Classic to give back to people all the stuff that they took out to to make room for the Cataclysm stuff. I don't think they want to put their development... Into a revamp of older content. Now,
2: you say that as we have a new Alderman dungeon.
0: Yeah, but it's they, they they'll do it piecemeal when it fixes the story. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. they didn't take out the old Alderman to put in a new Alderman. Sure. And when they did the uh, Karazhan five mans, uh, they put a different entrance in. And I, I remember it because that's the entrance we used to use to sneak in. We used to sneak in through that that entrance up on that bridge and basically bypass the first. Like we'd have a rogue literally go into the, the raid stealth and make their way up and then just open the door from the inside and then we'd sneak in. So we would actually bypass the first several bosses on Karazhan using that trick. We can't do that anymore because now it's an entrance to like five-man dungeons. So now you actually have to kill all those bosses. It's, it's quite annoying. Um, but regardless, I just that's why I don't think we're going to ever see a complete world revamp. That doesn't mean that we won't see anything involving, like the, the quest that the horde got for you know undercity at the end of Shadowlands is a good example of of content that redresses older content without removing it
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: and I think that is more likely to happen uh, without giving any spoilers. We know that the thing the the uh seed that the winter queen gave to Taranda plays a role in dragonflight uh and because of that seed, a certain thing happens where a character I like and most other people don't like ends up in a different state than they were when it starts they're not dead but they're very different and that's just something that happens that kind of stuff i think we'll see i think we could definitely see you know, I would love to see Gilneas get dealt with. I don't want to see Sargeras' sword ever get dealt with. I want that to just be permanent. There's a big sword in Silithus. That's it's there. It's so massive that there's nothing we can do about it. We've already done all we can to make sure it doesn't kill the planet. And now it is there. And yeah, it's just a landmark feature now. Just, just accept it. It's not coming out. Um, but that's me. If I'm sure a lot of other people would be very happy if they you know, figured out a way to pull the sword out. My feeling on it is always the same. You don't pull a, 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 something that's punctured somebody out until you are absolutely ready to fix what happens when you pull those things out. Um, I remember actually when I was a kid, I got the, a, like a nail driven into my forearm. And when he took me to the doctor, they were like, you know, you didn't take, try and pulling it out, did you? And they was, my father was like, no, I didn't want it like, to start bleeding everywhere. That's exactly the thing. You just have to be absolutely sure you are ready to pull that thing out. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't want it pulled out. But regardless, I do think we are going to see some quests that redress some things, but I don't think we'll ever see a flat out, the Cataclysm's over, so now Azeroth doesn't look like that anymore because they did that when they created the Cataclysm and it was an uneven experience for people. Let me put it that way. I actually liked a lot of it, but I understand for a lot of people, people who were at max level didn't see most of it. There's a lot of work went into that expansion that was practically invisible to players mm-hmm. who were starting to play the expansion, who had characters at max level. They didn't get to see any of it. And then if you went through on an alt and you're like, wait a minute, what ha- what's going on in Feralus? Why is one of the green dragons here? What's going on? That This is a really cool story beat. It's a shame we didn't have this at max level. So yeah, that's my feeling on that. But Liz, if you don't mind, I think we've got time for one more.
1: Uh, okay, let's see. From Winter Wolf. After hitting max level in Dragonflight, I felt a bit lost. As someone who does not PvP or run a lot of dungeons, I just continue doing what I've been doing during leveling, i.e., doing side quests and working on professions and possibly doing the odd world quest. Why this works for now, I cannot help but think that I am missing something. Ideas? Uh Honestly, I'm kind of doing the same thing, and I do raid and do dungeons, but uh, there are so many side quests in the Dragon Isles, I still have not finished them. I usually do lore master like, straight off in expansions because I go through zones comprehensively and do everything, but I am nowhere close in this expansion. And, uh, you know, the raid opened this week, so I now I've got to go into that, and I still haven't I have not finished even most of the side quests. There is so much to do here. So there are going to be more things to do for solo players. Uh, Professions certainly are uh, going to be a bit more involved process. There are these ongoing weekly, bi-weekly events that are going to be, that you can already participate in, like the soup. Uh, I I think there's a lot to do, and maybe there's too much to do. I do also feel overwhelmed. But I don't think, like, I'm not, hmm, I'm not bored. It's just, it's kind of, I'm being pulled in so many directions, it's hard to tell what to go. Uh, What do y'all think?
2: I think there is an overwhelming amount of options when you hit max max level. Um, And some of it is not the easiest to comprehend. We were actually talking about it a little bit on the pre-show, where, like, with professions being as they are right now and them being so involved, that's its own thing that you can get involved with, especially at max level, Um, the different reps, the different uh, renown levels with all the different areas. Like there's a lot of uh, like just sheer volume of things to do and it can be overwhelming. And I think, it's both a really good thing that there's that many options and a really bad thing. Like, you know how they gave you the, the, here's the base spec for your thing that you chose, uh, for your, for your specialization. Here you go. If you don't want to think about the, the talent tree, um, they should do something where they break down, like, here are the activities. If you want to do something, like, if you want to take the crafting route, go do this. If you want to take the the the, the story lore route, go do this. If you want to, like, th- there should be, like, a little bit of a guide to, like, kind of give you a little bit of a direction and a push.
0: Perhaps some kind of adventurer's guide.
2: That maybe could be <laughs> you, leveraged in this c- capacity, yes. But, yeah, I would agree. I, it's just overwhelming. It can be.
0: I mean, one of the things I was thinking as Liz was reading this question is there's they just brought in the Primal Storms, and it's a way for you to get gear about as good as a heroic without ever setting foot in a dungeon. So you can do that. Uh, you can do crafting. Like, I crafted a bunch of like 343 gear like as soon as I hit 70. Actually, I crafted it at like level 64, and then I had it when I hit 70, so I could immediately equip it. Um, there's a lot of stuff you can do, and and both Joe and, and Liz have hit up on the point that it can be kind of overwhelming. I think the best approach to it is not dissimilar to what Joe's saying. I mean, no one's going to, to do that for you, but if you sit down and say, okay, what do I want to accomplish? What do I want to do? Like I haven't done any of the dragon riding quests yet. Like the tours around various zones. I haven't done any of them. I've still got a rel- relatively high dragon riding. I've got like five vigor, but I haven't been killing myself to, to pursue all the options just because I know, there will be a point in time when I have done everything I feel like doing. And when I get there, the dragon riding quests will be waiting for me. Um, the rock climbing quest. There's entire quests about just climbing rocks. Like, that's in this game. I feel like y- you have to look at it not as, oh my god, how do I do all this? How do I do everything? Don't. Don't even try. There's too much for you to do everything. Pick out some things you want to do. Like I really do think that you know, just going around doing the side quests is a really good use of your time. Mm-hmm. Um, they give a lot of really cool story beats. A lot of them are absolutely tangentially related to you or the dragons or anything. It's 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 a nice change of pace to go someplace and they're not waiting for the hero to come save the day. They're just like you know, hey, um, there's some there's some there's some gnolls over there and they're kind of sick. You might want to avoid them or help us out or something. And, and it's not about you. It's about that. So yeah, there, there's a lot of interesting stuff in this expansion, but yeah, there is a lot of interesting stuff in this expansion. And you're gonna, like, I'm only intermittently doing the whole, which dragon do you want to be buddies with? Sibelian or Rathion? I'm doing it a little, but I'm not killing myself to do it because there's just so much else to do. But from time to time I come out here and I, I pal around with Rathian and be like, yeah, buddy, you're cool. I like you so far. I'm backing you, but eventually the going to seduce me with his logic. i turn on you and portray <laughs> way it is. Um, so yeah, I, I think that that is my take on this, that you shouldn't try to do everything. You should just pick some things to do. It sounds to me like you're doing what you like doing and that's fine. You don't have to worry about it, but there's a lot of other stuff if you want to do it. Um, I definitely think you should check out the primal storms because if you want to get geared up for when you might want to start doing other content, it's not a bad way to go to get the three fifty nine, and you don't even have to set foot in heroic to do it. Uh, But that's, yeah, I think that's basically it. So we should probably call it. You guys good with calling it? Yeah,
2: I think I'm good if you guys are. Yeah.
0: Okay. So uh, now I will turn to Joe expectantly like my dog when she sees I'm eating some steak.
2: That's because uh, Matt wants me to tell you that Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash blizzardwatch. Your continued support means this podcast and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, a better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue, and an ads free site experience. Uh,
0: thank you very much, Joe. And also thank you to Liz uh, for all you do with, for this uh, podcast as well. And thank you to all of you guys who give us a reason to do a podcast because otherwise it would just be the three of us talking. Um, If you've got a question for the blizzard watch podcast, you can send it to our email uh, podcast at blizzardwatch.com with the subject line podcast or blizzard watch. So we know it's for the show, or you can hit up our discord. Um, We've got two channels for it. The patron Q and podcast questions channel for patrons. They get first crack at the, at the uh, podcast or the Q and the Q and podcast channel, which we can still, take questions from because we do um but yeah that's that's basically it this has been the blizzard watch podcast episode number 401 uh and we'll see you all next week